When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. It's time to BS. we don't kink shame around here but why the hell is there an eagles coach wearing a pink thong on the sideline that's that's our opening this is our opening this is this what is you our get. opening jack is here <laughs> oh my god we're talking we're talking we're oh my lord so i have a horrible was... idea that just ensued here are you, you wondering what i am drinking not really, but go ahead. So it is peanut butter whiskey, screwball to be more specific, and a monster. Oh god. This is a horrible idea. This is a, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Your body might shut down in the middle of this. Wait, seriously? I don't know. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being sarcastic. I don't I don't I think you're going to be fine. But you might, you might not feel good the next morning, but... No, I'll feel, I'm not drinking the whole thing. I'll probably drink, like, half of it. Anyway, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 194. We are coming to you from the lovely beaches of Long Island, New York, and there's Jack. It's time to BS with Daniel Smooth. It's just me. You're not, uh... You're not drinking the whole thing at once. Like, you're, you didn't combine the monster into the drink, did you? that's not something I would do. I did about three shots of, wh- of whiskey. Uh, right. And then I poured about half the can of Monster in there. I would not have done that. Why? 
I mean, it's your your it's your drink. No, 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 no. Tell me so I can dump it out. Well, I would. I don't know. It just it seems unhealthy. Is all I'm saying. Like okay. it seems really. It seems bad. I'm definitely not. Hold on. Uh, fuck. Uh, I hate to take the enjoyment out of it. But no, like, no, you're no, you're good. You're, you're looking out for me. I appreciate that. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Pausing real quick. Wait, there we're back. I was I, I was muted. Yeah, I just I just searched it up on Reddit. So there's other things inside Monster that are not great to mix with alcohol. So. So I shouldn't have taken a cup a sip. I think you'll be fine. You just might feel like shit for a little bit. Like, what do you mean, like fine. like shit? I don't, I don't know. I didn't look into it too deep, too closely. You're really but gonna I, cause I, me I, anxiety I, attack here, bud. I think you're fine. I think you're fine. Okay, I think you're fine. Thank just, you. I, I just wouldn't overdo it beyond what you already did. Is thank you. Thank so. you. Did you see the Avatar: The Last Airbender Netflix trailer? I saw that that came out. I didn't look at it because oh. it's oh. anime stuff. Oh, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It actually looks like a really good show. Okay. That's it. I'm sure it might be. I don't know. I don't no, care about No, no. Have you seen the last Airbender movie? No. Good, don't. It was horrible. <laughs> All right. I it won't. was horrible. But, um... It's it's just not my cup of tea. It's like some... Just, it's just anime stuff. It's not my cup of tea. I don't even know if it's anime, really. I mean... One I piece is anime. anime. Are you talking about the live-action one that released, like... What was it? This morning? Oh, no, not this oh, morning. Oh, the movie? Like 2008. Yeah, 2008. Yes. Yeah, that's... I didn't see that either. Yeah, okay. Alright. Uh, Jack, to get this anger out of the gate, go full Kings. Go full Kings. Go fu- There's no anger. There's no anger. Actually, there might be a little bit of anger. There might be a tiny little bit of anger here, but There's we're going to no go off anger, here. so what is it? I am just sick and tired. There's some anger. I'm sick and tired of, like, the national media pretending like they don't give a fuck about the Kings and they don't seem to realize this team is a contender. This team is a Stanley Cup contender. And if there was any proof, it was last night when they walked into Las Vegas and beat the shit out of the Golden Knights. It was not close. The first period was close. After that, it was like the Kings just outplayed them defensively. And... I've been dealing with a ton of trolls and shit. Like you texted me when it happened to like a ton of Vegas fans in my Twitter mentions talking about how, Oh no, the Kings aren't better. They lost in the shootout and like Vegas is all this and all that. And like, is this, a, do- is this over the Twitter feud that you had with a bunch of Knights fans? Yeah. I'm tr- this is me clapping back because the Kings absolutely are a better team than they are. Yeah. I'm getting the word out right now, and again, all the proof was out there last night. I don't want—I don't want to hear the injury excuse because the Kings are still missing Victor Arvidsson. They're still dominating. This team is seven-zero and zero on the road to open up the season, and they just handed the team who's gone off to this. They just won the Stanley Cup. Unfortunately, they're off to this incredible start to the season. They're like eleven. 
zero and one, 11, one and one going into this game. And the Kings just took them and handed their asses to them on home ice on national TV last night. There's your wake up call. This team is here. Complete performance up and down. Nearly a shutout for Cam Talbot. They, they're not with. You heard it go. first, ladies and gentlemen. Jack is predicting undefeated season and Stanley Cup <laughs> championship for the Los Angeles Kings. I'm not quite going there. Bullshit. I'm not. I'm not quite going there. Here, let me explain. This team is not without its faults because they have two questions left to answer right now, and both of them can be answered in their game tonight. One, can they start winning at home a little more consistently? Two, can Phoenix Copley recover from his rough start to the season? Because all my goaltending questions before the start of the season had to do more with Cam Talbot, and so far Cam Talbot has absolutely been the guy for the Kings. Now it's just a matter of can Phoenix Copley sort of like – recover from his rough start that he's had to this year and prove that he can be the solid backup option. If not, you have to take a look at David Riddich. If he's not the guy, then you're looking at a goalie trade. He's outside still the around? He's still around. From the from the Flames? I think so. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's currently our third string. I think he's in the minors right now. Crazy shit. Yeah, um, so, but if those questions can be answered, I mean, the Kings are a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous team, and I think the division is in, within, like, I am firmly predicting they win, at the very least, they win the Pacific Division this year. Can I rage? After that, who the hell knows? Can I rage, please? Go for your rage. The Islander fan base needs to completely shut up. Understand this, this is the same, so, I took a screenshot of this. I believe. Uh, the Islanders right now are thir- have 13 points, which is fourth in the Metro. They're not currently in a playoff spot, but once again, 13 points into the season. Sure. Our good friend, Stefan Rosner, over at NHL.com, friend of the show, says, think on November 5th at midnight, things could be worse. Things could be like the San Jose Sharks, who at the time gave up 10 goals in back-to-back games. Following following reply says, Honestly, I'd rather have that Sharks roster because I know what to expect every game and I know what the end result will be. Hopefully, getting a superstar young player, that will change the franchise forever. I'm stuck believing in a team that can't hold a three-goal lead at home twice in a week. That is from an Islanders fan who said this at the formerly winless San Jose Sharks, who are on track to be worse than the expansion Senators back in the early 90s. This is not something that needs to be taken lightly either. Like, the San Jose Sharks are a horrible train wreck. wreck. I have never seen a train wreck of this, but I thought the Ducks last year were bad. At least they started off better than this. The Sharks Sharks are worse. They were like 0-10-1 before they won a game. So understand where I come from here. I understand Lane Lambert is not your favorite coach. I understand that he doesn't allow his his team to score seven goals a game like Edmonton, who, by the way, is worse than you. Edmonton is a mess, too. But I digress. They're they're playing each other tonight, by the way. That's going to be entertaining. Hold on. This is the same team 
This is the same fan base who says we need to fire Lou Lamarillo, the man who is single-handedly responsible for all the success that they've had the last six years. You do not go to back-to-back conference finals without Lou Lamarillo taking over. You do not hire Barry Trotz without Lou Lamarillo. You do not bring over Ilya Sorokin, who proceeds to sign an eight-year extension without Lou Lamarello being hired by the new ownership of the Islanders, John Ledecky and Scott Malkin, that none of this happens without Lou coming here. Nothing. And the fact that there are Islanders fans that say they'd rather bring Mike Milbury out of retirement. What the fuck? Jack, Mike Milbury. This is... Overreaction shit. Mike Milbury. I've ever seen it. I get what you're saying. You said it three times. I get it. Worst GM in the history of sports. This is typical overreaction. (sighs) It's not even that. It's the fact that, yes, I get it. They're not winning games that you want to win. Who the fuck cares? They're not going to win every single game. There are 82 games in a hockey season, not 17. Okay. You are, are. You have to look at each team's situation and realize when the right times are to like make a change like this. And this is not the time for the Islanders. They are not going to fire Lane Lambert unless if the team is dog shit come December or 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 even January. If the team is dog shit, which by the way they're not. I did some research as of right now. In the first and second period, they are the highest scoring team in the NHL. Highest scoring team in hockey in the first and second periods. Okay. Okay. And it gets even better. The defense, for the most part, has played really well. Bo Horvat, your trade acquisition that you got from Vancouver, you won that deal. By the way, there's another deal that does not happen without Lou coming here. Okay? Yes, I understand Matt Barzell has not eclipsed has not eclipsed 80 points since his rookie season. Hell, even 70. But the fact of the matter is you do not get the players or the coaches that you have. Mitch Korn, legendary goalie coach in the NHL in NHL lore. Pekka Rene, Braden Holpe. I can keep going. Dominic Hasek, Hall of Famer. Two Hall of Famers are going to... He's coached. He does not come to Long Island without Lou bringing in trots. None of this happens without Lou. And you have the balls to say, hey, let's go back to the shit days. I sure as shit do not want to go back to those days anytime soon. No. I'm sure you guys don't. Jack, are you familiar with how terribly ran this franchise was for a better part of 20 years? Yeah. I don't want to go back to that. I don't. I really don't. And the fact that there is a a good chunk of the fan base that's suggesting we go back to those days. 
I know I have a team. I know I have both of my teams tattooed on my biceps. But every time I go on Twitter about the Islanders, and I'm still calling it Twitter. I don't give a shit. Every time I go on Twitter and see anything Islanders related, I turn it off. I can't. Because every time I want to punch my toolbox. Whew! That was a lot of anger. Yeah, I can tell. But I, I feel that. I, I think I think it's that's an appropriate response to people who feel it feels like they're overreacting. It's atrocious. You don't say these things about a franchise that for the majority of the last 30 years has been a doormat. By the way, this is the same franchise that consistently boos John Tavares, who hasn't been with the team since 2017, and you're still not over that. I would I would not be over that. No, I, 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 I digress with that. But like it's, I, I think I think that one's understandable. No, that he, one's he, understandable he's, the he's way he left, yeah. a franchise pillar player. He said he wanted to come back, and then he dipped out on them to go to Toronto, which no, I, he had his own reasons for wanting to go to fine, Toronto. But. I get it. But at the same point, it's like, you want Garth Snow back, too. Oh. <sighs> Just No. Just no. I will read to you everything I have tweeted. The part that this, the part of the Islanders fan base that wants to go back to mediocrity, have probably never understood how poorly ran this franchise has been since the late nineties. Please and politely get the fuck out. This is the same Isles fan base who wants to fire Lou Lamorello. I get it. He doesn't sign or trade for a player you wanted. So what? They're not that bad of a team, and you want to blow it up? Cry me a river. And by the way, this team won a single playoff series with a top 10 player of franchise history, whom you still boo every time he shows up to Long Island, rightfully so. The Isles since Lou took over have been to the conference finals twice for the first time since 1993. I rest my case. You've never seen me this mad. I've been pissed, but I've never been that angry. Just, I'm sure you're angrier than you're letting on right now, and you're pretty pissed. I can tell, but I get it. I'm doing pr- I'm doing pretty good with managing my anger good. because if I do go further, I'm gonna punch the toolbox to, that's to the right of me, and I know I can't do that because a lot of therapy. Not just from the Isles, but like, well, not from the Isles, but just like from past is part of the reason why I've built up a lot of anger over the course of 15 years. Say no more. Yeah. Move on. We're going to take a quick break so we can gather ourselves and hopefully bring out some, some comedy or so. We'll be right back.
You can't look this good talking some BS without a great haircut. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth here from Time to BS. And I want to talk to you guys about our newest friends of the show, Hardway Barbershop. Located in the hidden gem of Long Island in Blue Point, New York. Hardway Barbershop will be sure to give you a nice clean cut and beard trim for all your stylish needs. And for some sweet prizes too. So what are you waiting for? Book your next haircut appointment at Hardway Barbershop today. It's time to BS. Jack, I was... This is something you'd appreciate. I got an Xbox 360 recently. Yes. So... I was playing... What was I doing? Assassin's Creed. I was playing the really first no. Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, like... And then I went back to my Series X and started playing... Like, what was it? Call of Duty Cold War. You played Cold War. Well, the, the matchmaking, yes. Yeah. I'm not as far in advance into the gaming sphere as you, Jack. Fair but, enough. But it was uh whew, It was it, it was a lot of nostalgia. And truthfully, just speaking from the heart here. Gaming and movies, especially movies, has not been the same. And no, it really hasn't. And it stinks because, truthfully, like, I was, also, pl- I was also playing the PS2. It was, I was also playing the PS2 the other day. I played Jack and Dexter, the precursor legacy. And the first God of War game, like, the fact we needed an 8 megabytes is all we needed for the PS2 back in the day. 2.5 gigs of data for the 360. Now you need a terabyte just to play a game. I know. I'm de- that's, this is literally the issue that I've been dealing with today. I've been trying to clear up space because freaking Modern Warfare 3 is coming out and the game is already like updating itself repeatedly and it's just I need I need so much space it's not even fair it's a shame it's a real shame because I'll I'll list you the systems that I have I have the 360 the Wii, GameCube, PS2, Switch, the Xbox One, the Series X, and three different Nintendo DSs. I, I love the old shit. I love old games. And it's a shame because we've gotten so far into like, oh, graphics are great, rather than just, do you enjoy the game? Yeah, I feel that. And it's a shame. Like, I was playing fucking Pac-Man World 2. 
on the oh GameCube. Oh my god. Yeah, oh my god. I loved Dude, that game. World 3 is the one you gotta play. I have World 3. World 3 is the shit. I have that, World that, 3. That, might, that arguably might be the best Pac-Man game of all time. I'm not even kidding. That's a the shocker. Writing, the, like, the fact that they gave them voices and then gave them some of the best writing to date. Oh my god. For a 2005 <laughs> like that, game. My for, a 2000, for a 2005 game, that was dark as hell, but that was such a good game. Do you remember? So I was, and I was also, I was watching, what the fuck was I watching? I was watching The Little Mermaid with my girlfriend because she wanted to watch it. And I love that movie. I'm a, I'm a sucker for Disney. I don't give a shit. And then, Fair enough. You and, have your nostalgia. That's completely fine. I watch the little kid stuff nostalgia. all the time. nostalgia. And like, people are like, oh, do you stream? It's like, I love my DVDs. I have a whole ass tower of DVDs. Hold on, let's let's turn the camera over. Can you see it? Uh, I'm. There we go. Do you see yeah. the tower of DVDs right there? I see the tower of DVDs. Yeah, there's also another one to the to the like right behind the TV. I have a lot of DVDs. That's like probably a hundred. I can see the Little Mermaid sitting on your on your table right now. Yeah, it's fucking on your coffee table. (laughs) (laughs) It was was sitting there, just subtlety, (laughs) subtlety. (laughs) But then, and then I was playing. What else was it? Alan Wake on the 360. I loved that game. But where was I going with the Little Mermaid? And then afterwards, I was like, I feel so much nostalgia right now. And then I plugged in, get ready for this. The Spyro Enter the Dragonfly. Oh my god. Do you remember that game? Uh, I know I know what Spyro is. So, I, I also had the Reignited Trilogy for the Xbox One. That's also one of my favorite games. But then... It hit me. I played Enter the Dragonfly religiously growing up. So much. I got the soundtrack on my phone. I love that game. And then it it brings me so much joy when I look at the... I play these games. Sonic Adventure 2. Shadow Mm. the Hedgehog. Speaking of Find the Computer Room. And... <laughs> he didn't know himself. We we did we did need a little laughter after the last segment. <laughs> what else? I was playing Metroid Prime Three Corruption. That's a great game, by the way. If you have a Wii or a Switch, I think it's on I'm the both. Wii more. Oh, the Wii is awesome. Dude, oh my god, I just, like, a r- random tangent, I've been missing my charger for my Nintendo Switch for the longest freaking time. <sighs> I've been trying to find that thing for, like, a decade, it feels like. I haven't been able yeah. to play my Switch in forever, which, it's in the eye of the beholder, that's probably a good thing or a bad thing, but eh. I finally freaking found it yesterday, so. Oh, hell there's yeah. Gonna be, there's gonna be a lot of, uh, I think the, the new wave for the new Mario Kart, like, the last DLC came out, so. Nice. Nice. I'm gonna have to check that out at some point soon. Mario Kart Wii. Oh my god. Oh. So many hours were spent on the Wii. Can I in the childhood? Can I have I, I can interest you in something. So I used to have brawl tournaments 
for Smash Bros. Ball. Oh boy, you I had used Brawl to have Tur- tournaments oh with a bunch of friends, and we would like with a bunch of friends, and we would do like, you know, six characters, and like each of us would pick six characters of any kind, and we could pick any of them. We didn't have to like ban someone from choosing that one character because there was a bunch of characters. There was like thirty characters, and if you lost one character, you couldn't use that character. And it was, it was like... It was like a Pokemon battle of some kind. It was like, hey, if you lose that character, you're done with that one. And then you... The winner, like... And it, it was awesome. It was just four... It was just free, four-player free-for-all of bullshit. It was great. It was awesome. That sounds awesome, yeah. Oh, I love it. But it's a shame. We've gotten so far away from what we loved. Halo Master Chief Collection, by the way, is awesome. This is the reason why we, like, complain about remasters all the time. Because it's just people, like, run out of good ideas, and so they think... Oh hey, let's remake this game and like try to do all these things to make it better than it. Is. But at the end of the day, it's never gonna match up. However, the Spiral Reignited trilogy is awesome. Okay, sure. I mean, it, it, really, it really just depends on the remaster. But like mo- most of the time, it's not a great result. Like yeah, the new the like right now, where us Call of Duty players are in the middle of like the the Modern Warfare reboot. The, the third game is dropping tonight. And all I'm hearing is that this gigs. is a mess. 200 gigs later. Two, yeah, I know, right? 200 oh, gigs. Think about that. Again, 8 megabytes on a PS2 memory card is all we needed. 8 megabytes. Think about that. It, it just... It sucks. It really does suck. Speaking of shit that sucks, did you see that... Uh, Marvel is seriously considering bringing back uh, killed off characters. Iron oh Man my and Black god! Widow. Okay, there's been... that. I hate that, and then I also cannot stand the idea of like they're thinking. Or not, I don't know if I can't stand the idea, but like they're think they're thinking of like they were gonna, they were going to go move forward with uh, Kang as the new villain, and now they're thinking maybe we should just make it Doctor Doom instead of Kang. No, Kang is more powerful. They gotta do Kang. They gotta keep going with that. Oh, we're Quantumania in ja- was a good movie. Are I we like in Jack's movie. wheelhouse, sort of? Sort of. So, okay. I didn't know Jack was part comic book nerd. Hi, Donut. Hi, Donut. Yeah. See what Chaos Donut wants to call We love Donut. I'm, oh. I'm more superhero movie or series nerd than comic book nerd, but sure. But, so let's, let's, let's do a deep let's, dive of Kang. Kang is a time lord. Essentially. Oh. Kang bends and destroys time is what he, is what he can do. Think about that. He's more powerful than Thanos. Thanos needed the Infinity Stones to do that. He would need the Infinity Stones to do Like, picture Kang with the Infinity Stones. Oh my god. We would not need to go into the deep levels of how bullshit that would be. It would be unfair. It would be unfair. It would just be That's how unfair. powerful Kang is, by the way. 
And I understand this whole cancel culture bullshit is like, oh, Jonathan Majors did this, but he wasn't really charged. So he's still going to be Kang and he's going to fit great as Kang. But if you were to make it Doctor Doom, oh, I love Doctor Doom. I love the Fantastic Four. But damn, son. And I also feel like Marvel peaked at Endgame. Yes. From there, it's been downhill fast. It has been downhill and We're downhill talking. and downhill and downhill. Yeah. I think the Shit. next... Be- I'm not even kidding when I say the next best thing that came out for that is just Spider-Man. But that's Literally. Spider-Man. It stands on its own. Literally. That's it. Like, Marvel could not have any involvement in that movie, and it still would have done as good as it did. It just still would have been fantastic, yeah. Yeah, just because Spider-Man is like... As a franchise, Spider-Man stands on its own. I won't. I won't say the movie stands on its own, obviously, no, because you've you, you, you seen the other Spider-Man movies first. But to like the comic books, the shows, yeah. the like that, the Spider-Man as its own brand has just gotten so big. Oh my god, the second game was so good. Spider-Man is it. Marvel, pretty much. Pretty much. But and then, I think Marvel first thing I think is Spider-Man. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three when it came out, and I came out of the theater going like. This was so obviously rushed. It was such a rushed movie. And I don't know if that was during the writer's strike, but still. I really fuck, don't even dude. know. I really don't even know. Like, I know the the um, the actor strike just ended yesterday. Yeah, it ended yesterday. Which, thank God. I was waiting a long time for that to be over with so we could... Because, like, that's, that's, that, by the way, is probably why we're talking movies and I think about it. Because we got such a huge rush of announcements that came out after the strike ended. Yeah. And it's like now people are kind of, are kind of like getting back to like saying this and that's going to come out. Like, you mentioned Disney. They're making Inside Out 2. Or I guess that's Pixar, but. Huh? Yeah. All right. I knew Disney ran out of ideas, but Jesus. I mean, I think that movie was getting a sequel anyway. It was a few It was other. really good. Yeah, it's true. I need to stop looking at Islanders Twitter. <laughs> I need to stop. Take yourself off of out of the uh out of the mess. Save save my soul, please. I will pull you out of the hellhole. No. I must obtain the bullshit. I have to find the computer room. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> uh. Oh, Jesus. What a day it's been. What a day it has been. Indeed. Uh, Let's take a quick break, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll be right back. Do you guys like spicy chicken? How about chicken sandwiches? Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth here from Time to BS. And I want to shout out our newest friends of the show at Long Island Zone, Hot Chicken Mama. Born from Nashville, Tennessee and coming over to the island. These spicy chicken sandwiches be sure to satisfy your palate with these amazing flavors and juicy taste. Just Just listen to this menu, shall you? Chicken and waffles with hot honey maple syrup and hot butter. 
a bomb chicken sandwich that says titled The Sandwich. It doesn't need no fancy-ass name. And the snack wrap with a spicy hot honey ranch dressing. That sounds great. So what's holding you up? Head on down to Blue Point, New York, where Hot Chicken Mama will have your cravings taken care of. It's time to BS. Destroying the Seahawks, sort of. Jack has something to say about Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani to the Dodgers. Let's go. Let's make it happen. Mm. I don't want to hear any buzzers. I'm talking over your buzzers. I'm talking over your buzzers. We got the money. We got. We, we. He doesn't have to move very far. He's got to move to Los Angeles. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> Dan wins. That one's true. Danny wins. I don't care. I don't. I don't win until Shohei becomes a Dodger. All so. right. Anyway, anyway. So, the, so the Seahawks lost thirty-seven to three in Baltimore. Oh yeah, that's cute. You got something to say there, bud? Well, you know what? We also put up three points. That's what I'm saying. That's cute. We had Brett Rippin at quarterback. We put up the same number of points as you guys did. Okay, if you had Stafford and put up three points, that would work. I would have screamed. I would have raged like crazy. Yeah, I would have. I would have been. I would have been banned from Twitter. So you would have had to report me or someone else. I've learned to stay off Twitter when any of my teams play. I have learned to do so. I don't know how y'all do it. Well, I just protect my sanity. Yeah, I don't know how y'all do it. Which is ironic, considering two segments ago, I probably caused myself an aneurysm. Anyway. So yeah, I'm not. I'm bro, I'm putting. I'm throwing this loss under the bus. I, I just throwing it down the river, taking it with a grain of salt. Because truthfully, let's be honest, Jack. Baltimore's going to the Super Bowl. Mm. The Ravens are going to go to the Super Bowl unless if something dr- terrible happens. See, it's tricky to immediately agree with you. Because the rate I, I have, I for starters, you've known all season. My prediction has been the Cincinnati Bengals are going to win. Jack, Baltimore looks terrifying. I know they do, but there's if, still plenty of time for things to change. Do, do you play the Ravens this year? We do. We're going to witness it firsthand. I don't think we're going to win that game at all. Baltimore's defense against a very good Seattle offensive line. They, they, Seattle could do nothing. Literally nothing. And that's a really good offense. That's a top 10 offense. Have they played Cincinnati this season? I, I don't know. I think they did week one, yeah. Me shock. But Baltimore has the number one defense in football. Oh, yeah, they did. They won by three points. Baltimore has the number one defense in football. I mean,. Lamar Jackson, with Todd Monken at offensive coordinator, he looks like a competent quarterback. Not saying he wasn't, 
but he's throwing the ball significantly better than with Greg Greg Roman, which is good. Which That's is what they need. Yes, would you needed that? If Lamar yeah. stays healthy the whole season, they're going to Vegas. I My, don't see who beats them. I, th- I think it's the Bengals. And like, here's the thing: this season, and I'm I'm gonna if I eventually get to the Rams, I'll say this about them too. But like, you when coming out of the bye week. I don't know, not coming out of the bye week. They play next week, this week and next week. Um, but their next two games are against divisional opponents. Yeah, Cincinnati? They get they got Cleveland and then Cincinnati. All hell can break loose for the Ravens. Yeah, true. Because when you have opponents that are familiar with you, I mean, obviously that's going to be motivation. They're going to want to yeah. beat the shit out of those guys. But at the same yeah. time, it's like... It's very possible that the teams that know you best are the ones that are, are going to be more prepared to beat you. And then and it can all so like yes, they're blowing teams out. Like they destroyed Detroit. That was a shocker. And yeah, then they it was did a shocker. Same, they did the same to Seattle. Which, by like, the way, can can I, can can I interrupt you? Okay. The Seahawks fan. I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to get angry. But the Seahawks fan base that is saying to bench Geno Smith and put in Drew Locke. Really? No. no. That might have just been single-game frustration. No, I'm it's been it. going on for I weeks, Jack. Don't even get me started on the Rams fans right now that are saying that, every, that the team needs to trade and bench Stafford or fire Sean McVay when they saw the Rams play without Matthew Stafford, without Rob Havenstein, without Ernest Jones, who's the leading tackler on defense. They're looking at that one game, and they're like, oh, yeah, quarterback's the problem. Because people Back overreact. Quarterback's the problem. Because people overreact. I know. People overreact at the dumbest of shit. They do. I mean, I just happened to get really mad about the Islanders because, well, I had little, little, little help. It's more personal when it's your team. It's more pers. It's more personal because it's the same fan base that you know fell in love with Lou Lamorella when he was here, when he got hired, and for the last and for four of the last six years. It's just like. Some people just think and think with, or they talk without thinking. They they talk out of their ass because you guys really suck at this. Just throwing it team. out there. All of you, you guys really suck at this. Like you, you say that oh, we know what we're doing. When it's like you guys really suck at this. Two se- two seasons ago, Rams fans were praising like they they won the Super Bowl and Rams fans were praising the hell out of Sean McVay. They're like, this is the greatest coach ever. Like, they were literally, they were conversations with Two the greatest coach ever. Two years ago, yeah. Two years ago. And now there's, now because a shorthanded and mostly, a, a, like, a depleted, I guess, Rams team, even though it's not completely depleted, they're dealing with some injuries, <laughs> they don't have all their guys back, and now all of a sudden Sean McVay deserves to be fired because they can't figure out how to win every single game, even though... Sean McVay took the Rams from the worst scoring offense one year into the best scoring offense the next year, which had never before happened in the league history. By the way, two-time NFC champion. Yeah. It's just, it's Unless just, you're, it's, at least you're not San Francisco. At the ve- we can laugh at them in a little bit, but I'm just saying, at the, at the very least, it's just in both of our cases with our teams right now. It feels like it is delusional fans that are just talking out of their ass and want an immediate change because they hate that their team is losing. Can losing I, sucks, but it's part of it. But also, Not team is going to be good every year. That's just how, unless they're the Chiefs. That's no, just how no, you're right. I mean, so I have a question for you, Jack. 
So you're right now for the Seahawks are in the red pill, blue pill situation. You know, like from the Matrix and shit. I know that reference. Thank you. Thank you. Do you go with the red pill being Geno Smith? The man who you've trusted to be the guy who you signed to a three-year extension, who's proven to be turnover-prone-ish, dating back to West Virginia, and who holds the ball for way too goddamn long on certain occasions. Or do you go with the blue pill, being Drew Locke, the unproven backup who has better who has a better arm and quicker release, but has also proven to be very inconsistent, dating to his Missouri days. I wouldn't really change too much if I'm the Se- maybe I would, I think if I'm the Seahawks, stick with you. I look, I look in the mirror a little bit because obviously you're not. I'm not going to say you don't make any changes if you lose thirty-seven to three, but I don't think the Seahawks need to get too far away from what they're doing that has won them some key games this season so yeah. far because. It, it's real. I hate the idea that I'm praising you guys the week before we play you. By the way, two um, weeks, yeah, two weeks. Yeah, the Rams had the bye, but um, hey, there we go. The yeah, I don't. I don't think the Seahawks. I think they need to like you know those things that they need to clean up. Sure, but I don't. I don't think you need to make any major changes like that. No. Would I have benched Geno Smith in the middle of that game if yes. it's like late fourth quarter and I only have three points? Sure, but I don't think any long term changes. For right now, need to, do you know how much of a morale like destroyer that would be if you lose a game like that and you and like all right you're gone like you're you're just gonna like bench yeah everybody. your confidence is destroyed you're gonna take you're not gonna help confidence to respond the next week you're just gonna destroy confidence and like by that. the way you got Washington this weekend that's a very winnable game at home that's a very good bounce back game and then you have the Rams in Los Angeles yeah but you have but. You, you battle back and forth with the Rams all the time. There are times when you win. Go there, are time, way. there are times when you lose. There are times when you win. That's good. I feel like I feel like the games that go crazy between the Rams and Seahawks are always the Thursday night ones. Th- those ones are just absolutely unhinged. Crazy about that. Like, remember, like there was the 2019 game where we lost by one point because Greg Zerline barely missed a kick. Yeah, and I don't know was, how to this I day. I thought it was good. I don't I really know how to this day Zerline missed that. Looking back on the highlight, I still think that kick was good. It could have been. I'm not bitter about it, but I really I look back on that and I feel like it was because it was like just over the over the upright. Those on the by inside. the way, can I throw this out there? Those retro jerseys for the Seahawks the past mm. two weeks ago. Mm. <laughs> good lord. They're beautiful. NSFW. Those jerseys are insane. Where is it? (laughs) All right, George Michael, shut up. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, those jerseys are fantastic. And uh, the, what was I going to say? I, I still think lost my train of I still think Seattle's going to win the West. I was bringing, I was about to bring up that. I still uh, think they're winning the West. I don't see San Francisco has a gauntlet of games as, as well as you do. I was going to bring up the uh, twenty twenty one Thursday night game between our teams, but anyway, yeah. But um, but still, it's like San got, Francisco's got, a fraud. So you have the Commanders, the, the Seahawks, the Forty Nine, not the the Rams, the Forty ers the Cowboy. Oh, you play the 49ers twice within the next few weeks. Twice in three weeks. Yep. But the but the big news I'm, is I'm you can be com- 
you get them on Thanksgiving in your building. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't. I actually kind of see a world in which they split those games. Yeah, they're splitting those games. There's, there's no way they don't. One's a Thursday night game. So there, that's the Dallas one. That's the Cowboys one. And then in Philadelphia, I th- no, they host Philadelphia after they're in San Francisco. They so, host Philadelphia, then they're away at Tennessee, then they host uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and then and, they're away at Arizona. At the Cardinals. Yeah, they could very well, I, I think, they could, they could very well <laughs> only have two losses at the end of the they could very well have only four or five losses at the end of the year. Very well they're, could. Okay, here's my prediction. My bold prediction. Please go. They're, they're beating the Commanders. Yes. I think the Rams get them. That one could go either way. You and I both know very well that game could go either way. Unless you send me, unless you send me a picture of shirtless DK Metcalf, in which case the Rams will dominate I will not the rest do that thing. <laughs> I've learned from my mistakes. Um, I think. I think. I think you get the, you beat the 49ers at home. Brock Purdy, however, they're going to live and die by him. They're going to live and die by Brock Purdy. And they're getting Debo back, but like but if Brock still. Purdy doesn't if, if he hasn't fixed his issues then they're in trouble. And then Chase Young doesn't help either. I don't think you beat Seattle. You mean Dallas? Or Dallas, yeah. I keep saying Seattle. I, I think why. they beat I, Dallas. I think they have a shot. That one's a toss-up, too. Honestly, a lot of these games are toss-ups. You're, not, you're definitely not beating the Eagles. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because the thing is, Philly but, starts but, strong, and then they fade. Here's what I'm going to say. I think you might go on a little bit of a run towards the end of the season. I think you're. I think the Seahawks are going to win their last three they're games. Beating I Tennessee, Pitt, they're beating Tennessee. They're beating Tennessee. It's, it's Pittsburgh. The only usually one plays of those tough. three games. The only one of those three games. Actually... They could all go either way, but I think they sleep them. I know. I know. Will Levis has looked like the, the second coming of Jesus on the Titans so far. Yeah. CJ Stroud, by the way, too. He's Je- looked insane. Jesus um, Levis. That's a um, great nickname, by the way. <laughs> that is, yeah. Um, the Steelers game. That one can be very scrappy. I I can sit, speak from experience that the Steelers are a very scrappy team, and they don't go down very easily. Um. Just, I just, just hope that you don't get Craig Rolstad the ref that game, and you'll be fine. Yeah. And then uh, Cardinals game could go either way, but I think you guys should manhandle them. So twelve and five, something like that. I don't know. Again, I feel like those first two games against the Rams and Niners could go either way, and I really think the Rams are capable of winning that game. It's yeah. just it's toss up. So many toss ups. Really is. Truthfully, it's crazy. But you're leading the division, as far as I know. Or you're up there. They are tied. They are right now tied. But that's... I'm not I'm not expecting them to win the division. I think they could very well win the division. But it's still a wait and it's see what happens. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I agree. I have the Seahawks winning this division. I have the Rams as a wild card team. And the 49ers is a wild card team. Right now, I don't know what to think of the Niners. I don't either. Because like, you, you can think that, oh, they got their bye week, they can just go right back to form, but like they just have struggled like crazy. This they really game. have. And it's like, oh, they don't have Debo. Well, defensively, they look like shit. Yeah. They can't. They, they, let, they let the Vikings, they let Kirk, primetime Kirk Cousins lead 
a touchdown drive like right before the half. Yeah. On Monday Night Football a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. Let's take a quick break before we go off the deep end. We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? It's Daniel Smooth here. I want to show you guys a cool thing we're doing. This podcast is sponsored by Candid Dips, the newest lineup to the dip game, but in CBD form. The Candid Dips lineup features products made for every man's lifestyle. All tins are proudly crafted from the hills of Humboldt County in California. It's filled with flavor and will give you that good vibe that CBD brings to the room. So what are you waiting for? Use the promo code BELLYUP20 in all caps at CandidDips.com for 20% off your next order. That's bellyup20 at candidips.com. It's time to BS. dark path here oh no so first of all i just want to say like my deepest condolences to the family of adam johnson uh we're yeah um it's it it sucks it's one of those things where accidents happen and it sucks absolute levels of ass that it happened um we've seen this before numerous times to where you've seen players take skates to the neck it doesn't help that you're skating on literally swords, but what disappoints me more and more are the comments. Is that they're they're making this a race discussion? Don't do that. They are. There are comments they're doing that. I'm, I'm not sure the one there doing are. I'm so, uh, this, that's my message to the people right now: is don't do that. It's, this does not need to be a race discussion. It, it, like, this is a this is a death on the ice. This is a freak accident. That's what I'm saying. Tragic this is moment. A, it's a freak accident. There is nothing you can do about it. It is sheer bad luck that this happened. Sheer bad luck. You don't need to throw oh this and this because of this and this into this discussion. You just you can't. You can't do that. And it's a shame that we're even up to that point. But no, this is disgusting that this has become a race thing. It's absolutely not. Like you said, it was just a tragic freak accident. It was bad luck. And it's like, yeah, the, be- the best thing we can do is going forward. We keep him there. We keep him and his family in our thoughts. Of course. And we like, understand like we all we have to like you know of course we also have to from from just a general hockey standpoint kind of take steps in like the safety direction as well we have to make sure this kind of thing does not happen again 
Um, if I am the commissioner of the NHL, I'm making net guards mandatory yesterday. Oh yeah. I um I don't think it should be a choice. I don't I, I know I know that there's been discussions about like some like I know I know it's come up a lot more among players. Like I haven't seen anyone come out and, and say like like they're openly directly like opposed to it. But I, I'm seeing more and more and more players starting to wear the neck guards, and it's like some people are saying that you know their their complaint is they're not comfortable, they don't feel like they protect to protect them enough, or like something like that. It's 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 least with something. the way with the way technology equipment technology has advanced over the years. I'm sure I'm absolutely guarantee you that these companies that make like the gear, equipment for hockey will be able to figure out a way to make them as comfortable as possible. By the and way, as safe as possible. You're never going to fully protect yourself from a literal steel skate. It just it it's it's the truth. Look at Jordan Eberle today. Jordan Eberle of the Kraken took a skate to the leg. The thing is, is that you signed up for this. There are. I know that they signed up for it. I'm just not. I'm just saying that they shouldn't have to like. That shouldn't have to happen. Like they should no, be no, as I'm not saying as possible. And like the yeah. leg area doesn't have like if it's not the front of the leg, it doesn't have like if he got it in the side or the back. It, there's areas of of the body that aren't as well protected as others when you're playing hockey. I can speak from experience. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I think I think like I'm personally, I've been on the ice before. I'm not ever gonna go on the ice again without a net guard. Of course I'm just not. Um, I think, like, like I said, I think there's like in other areas too. I think that there's like room for improvement in terms of the safety department. But yeah, no, I, I, I just yeah. think that like that kind of thing cannot be chanced again. It's it, it happens more than you really. There was like a no, it really that does. was pretty popular. It where really it happens does more often than people realize that that skate blades can get really close to the ne- to the head and neck area. And yeah. you don't want another incident like that. If you have no. protection on your neck, I'm not saying you're not going to get hurt, but it can be life-saving. Of course. Of course. So I think I think that uh, I honestly 100% think that it should be mandatory. Absolutely. Let's take a quick break before we move on with the show. our friends over at Law Terrain Watches for sponsoring Time to BS Podcast. Use the promo code time to bs at LawTerrain.com for some sweet deals over on the website. That's time, the number two, and BS at LawTerrain.com. It's time to BS. Did you see 
see this Brian Cashman story that's been going around? The culture is actually damn good. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought immediately. I'm like, I understand you've been the Yankees GM for, you know, since the days of Count Dracula. It seems like it. Really, it's been since like 97, but I digress. Um, basically, yeah, he summed it up by saying, yeah, the culture is pretty damn good. I think we're a damn good team. You can't say that in New York. You cannot say that you're a good team if you miss the playoffs. You they were 82 and, and 80. That is pretty much the benchmark. They were 82 and 80. They were just barely over 500. There's no way the Yankees were over 500. They were just barely oh my over God. 500 by a game. Yes. 162 games. They won 82 of them. That is the biggest fall off for starters that I've ever seen in the MLB. It's been coming in such though. a long time. Like this, this is, I know it's been coming. Sure, it's been but coming this, for years. It is just hilarious to think that that, that that's a World Series comp- competing team a year ago. Like they were it's, in the ALCS the season before last. Aaron Judge had sixty three home runs the previous year. He was the MVP. And I'm a Yankee fan through and through, but I've been calling for Cashman's job for years. You're I'm, you're far from the only one. It's I understand you're in a new age of baseball where analytics rule, but after a certain point, it's like you can't keep counting on home runs to save your ass every day. No, you can't. And I get it. Your team is built like that. But at the same point, you need to look at teams like the Astros and figure out what the hell are they doing that's still keeping them winning. Cheating? I'm just kidding. Look at the look at the Texas Rangers who just won the World Series. Um, Arizona got to the World Series. Arizona came out of nowhere. Honestly, this, they really this did. baseball season came out of nowhere. Like I would they not really have the right. I would not. I, we talk about the fall off of the Yankees. I would not have ever had the this team, the Texas Rangers, lost 106 games, I think it was. Yeah. The season, or like a couple of seasons ago. The season before, yeah. And now, and now they're World Series champions. Amazing. What the hell is baseball? Amazing how shit works. Or the same thing with the with the the Arizona Diamond. I almost said Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Diamondbacks, like, just came out of nowhere. Yeah, but it, I don't. The Yankees have a lot to do. I will tell you what they should do. Me, per, if I were running the team, me personally, which I become what I hate. Play the kids. You call up some of the prospects. You know, I understand Dominguez is out for the season with a torn UCL. Austin Wells is probably going to be your catcher. Volpe looks really good. Call up more of the kids. See what you can do. Make Stanton the DH. You know, just do that. And then let just be mediocre for a little bit and then let the kids and let the kids play. You're not lo- you're not losing Judge. You're not losing Stan for a little bit. Let's just be real. And Garrett Cole's winning the Cy Young. 
But then you also can't make moves like Frankie Montas, Carlos Rodon. You can't make these Sonny Gray from years before. You can't keep making moves like this for pitching and then have them fall off your ass the way that they did. Sure. I mean, you've experienced it firsthand. You've made some trade acquisitions that you've looked back and gone, why'd we do that again? Yeah, I have. I, I've definitely looked at uh, some trades, like, uh, which is the one on top of my head, you Darvish. Yeah, the you Darvish one was weird. He gave up. I've never seen anyone just completely give up in the World Series after being so dominant when we got him. He was like the guy for such a long time during that season. And then they make it to the World Series and he just he just vanishes off the face of the planet. Bam! Granted, Astros are also cheating, but still, you get the idea. Fuck the Astros. Mm. Fuck them. I, that's one, that is genuinely one of those trades where I look back and I'm like... Not quite sure why we did that now. You can't say these things, though, if you're Brian Cashman to the Yankee fan base. I just, like, you're giving them so much ammo like that by oh, saying that they're, like, that by saying that they're, like, a damn good team or whatever the hell he was talking about. It's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You stink. The I'm just going to flat out say it. You stink. The benchmark is playoffs, in my opinion. I yeah. Think. The benchmark to me is like 88 games. That's where my expectations are. I don't think they're. Well, you're not. You're not for the the Yankees. Sure. I mean, you're not a. You're not a Dodgers fan. Well, Baltimore is better than you. Do you remember how terrible the Orioles have been for the last few years? They've been awful. The Orioles are better than you. The Red Sox are going to be better than you. Tampa Bay is better than you. Toronto's going to get better. You are officially the worst team in the American League East. I was going to say, I hope you're not talking about the Dodgers. <laughs> no. They're better than half the teams that just no. li- you just lifted off. But yeah, no, I get you. It's no. like The Yankees are right now the worst team in the American League East. They right now are looking like that comment to me by Cashman. Say, it screams complacency. It seems like you're not aware that this team is after the worst seat of fall off you could have had in a long time, yeah. you're not aware that this team is in like a dire spot and needs some changes to happen. They need uh, changes how big of a changes time. that can be determined later, but you get what I'm saying. And it's like he needs to you, be fired yesterday. You need to he you needs to cannot be fired. get complacent when you just had that fall off. When you had that drop off like you just like, you just dealt with. It's like if you're gonna, if you're just gonna be complacent with that happening, and you're not like that, shows to me that you're just like treating. And I don't even know how you can do this as a manager, but you're treating the Yankees as a brand, basically. Which they kind of are, but still, they're the, they're baseball. They are literally baseball. I say, as a Dodgers fan, that Yankee the baseball does not exist without the Yankees. No, they don't. But like just baseball as a sport. Baseball the does not exist in its popularity the way that it has around the globe without the Yankees. That is fact. Fight me. A couple other teams too, but yeah, no, the Yankees are like mostly the Yankees. If you count the longevity speaking, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like it's you don't say these things. You don't. 
<sighs> We're going to close the show off by just, like, just reflecting. So, Jack, I mean, over the last, like, few months, like, my childhood house has been getting re- redone. And I'll paint the picture for you. It's like a little barn house, sort of, on, like, mm-hmm. a little, in a beach town of Long Island. And... I don't know, I had some weird reflecting moments today where I was like, wow. I don't blame me for that. A lot of the shit that I had and grew up with, it's now just a memory. And it's a shame because, you know, granted that house didn't need to get redone, it was falling apart, but like, but still, it's one of those where you're like, damn. And I look back at the memories, like I remember playing football in high school on on a grass field, it's now turf. Like literally the year after I graduated, it became turf. Yeah, I mean, Dicks. just the shit that happens. Like my, I'm living right now in a neighborhood where my 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 high my elementary school life was kind of a mess. I was literally changing schools every two years while I was in elementary school. Shit. So I went, to, I went to three different schools. And I'm living, I've recently, not recently, like 2017, I think, was when I made the move to this neighborhood. And it's where I went to school for, like, fifth and sixth grade. And over the last, like, year or so, they've already added a new building. Like, it looks like it's a, just a completely different thing. And, like, they've built up so much extra along here. Like, I don't know. It's kind of cool. Like they, they, um, there, there was like an area nearby that was just completely empty land. And only a few years go by. I, we drive by that. And there's now like, uh, there's like a whole shopping center. There's like a gas station. There's like just all this stuff over there. And it's like, time really fucking flies. Yep. Yep. There's so much new stuff being added to places or things like that that you don't remember, but that also means stuff is being taken away. Yeah. But it's one of those weird things where you look back on the past and you start to become more grateful of what you already have. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, you know, I look back on a lot of shit and I was like, huh, wow. You know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that or I wouldn't be here without the experiences of that. Like, damn, we're looking back on a lot of shit. And it's sort of like, it's weirdly humbling in that regard, but it also brings back some haunted memories. It, But it is what it is, ultimately speaking. I, that's completely fair. That it's is weird. something unfortunate that I've been dealing with a little bit as of late. I, um, I don't know. I just, I, I keep having like these thoughts about like freaking high school and shit. And it's like, I don't want to fucking remember that. Nah. My That's, experience in high school was terrible. I believe me too. But there were there was there was good stuff there too. There was some good stuff. Yeah, there, I tried. Were, there were good stuff. It's really hard to like remember just the good stuff. Yeah, I hear you. It's just a matter of like I, I understand like the whole reflection thing, and it's like yeah. weird to see like what has changed, and it's like. There was terrible stuff that I went through, but at the same time, it's like I, there's some things that I experienced there that, like, if if I didn't experience them, I wouldn't be 
where I am today. That's there's an old there's an old saying that uh, I told Mike. Uh, I texted him earlier today. I said, "Your life is like forging a sword. From the time you're born, you're given a piece of steel. The steel represents your life, and it could take maybe at minimum thirty years to build your life." Now, you could also forge your life to whatever sword you want it to be. It could be anything, really. Now, you need tools in order to make your blade. The two most important teachers in life, in which this case are your tools, in which are the hammer and your anvil. Those teachers are failure and pain. Pain is your hammer. Failure is the anvil. Those are your two most important tools in life. You'll need something to heat up your blade in order to work on it. You need fire. Fire is represented by rage. In order to cool off the heated metal, you need water or a quench bucket. That represents sadness. So sadness is the quench bucket. These things must happen in order to forge the sword you want to be. There will be cracks in your sword and might even break. What do we do when that happens? We fix it up. So when you're feeling down or upset that your life isn't going to plan, remember that sometimes these things need to happen in order for you to forge the sword that you want to become. That's a tattoo I, right there. That's a whole ass tattoo, honestly. That's, that's actually that's, going to go, uh, the, the hammer, the anvil, me. the hammer, the anvil, and the sword are going to go somewhere on my arm. That's an easy thing for me to visualize because I've been watching a lot of Forge and Fire as of late. That's such a good show. So um, then you understand, but, like, yeah, a lot of the yeah, we constantly as human beings as of recently want to prevent bad shit from happening. Exactly, especially but, as of late. But the thing is, we can't. Sometimes, in order for whatever universe or godly thing you believe in, bad things got to happen in order to bring the balance together. It's the yin and yang theory. Now, maybe not necessarily like bad things on the scale of what's happening, and like you know what I mean, though. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. I'm just, yeah. I'm, just I'm just clarifying here. We're not talking about. No, certain no, things. no. Sometimes bad shit has to happen in your life in order to bring out the good. Like, I'll say it right out of the gate. I was bullied profusely. I was bullied yep. profusely for years. Yep. Tormented for years because of my disability and all other things. But it still haunts me. But in the end, it made you and I into the people who we are today. We would not be the personalities that we are today without the experiences that we had growing up. As shitty as that may sound, it's the truth. I've talked to a bunch of people that are haunted by their memories, and I will tell you, those memories made you who you are. And as shitty as that may sound, it's true. Because where would you be Without those experiences of teaching you the what to, of what to expect, you or are what to going not to grow from them. You're going to learn from them, if it, even if it doesn't yeah. uh, feel like it. it it's going to happen right now. Like maybe you're going through a shit time right now. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna learn from it. You're gonna grow from it. Yeah, it's going to make you a better person at the end of the day. You can't see audio, but right here on my lower arm, on my upper arm, is a tattoo of the water. Understand, like, for those who know my story will know exactly where this is going, but I will say this right out of the gate. I've always said that the water has set me free. Whenever I go to the nearest body of water, I feel at peace. I feel all those memories, 
slowly go away. And you got to find your zone, your zen thing or object or whatever the fuck that helps set you free. And you're never going to be fully free from those memories. They're they're they stick with you cuz those are memories. But what you got to understand is that hey, They don't define who you are. They made who you are. Why? Sh- why aren't I an air mat? Why aren't I born of the air nomads? I feel like I'd be like a Jedi master or some shit. You've just ascended to a higher plane of existence <laughs> in the course of in the course of these last several minutes. the funny thing is that's church bells not the gong (laughs) close enough it's weird I've always I've made my character bro Yoda just Broda (laughs) (laughs) but that's always been like especially over the last three years actually the last four four almost five years of doing this show I've learned to just appreciate what I have. Yeah, it's not perfect, but it is what it is. You learn to deal with it. I feel that. Yeah. Shit, I've always been able to find my comfort zones and random shit. And now Donut's here. Everyone loves Donut. We're going to end it on that. We got deep. That got real deep. That got real deep. Hey, a lot of emotions today. Good to have that talk, though, honestly. That, hey. That's what we're here, what we're here for. It is. That's what we're here for at the end. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, for episode 194 of Time to BS with Daniel Smooth. Thank you, Jack, for joining the, the Department of BS once again. My name is always. My name is Daniel Smooth. I'm coming to you from the lovely beaches of Long Island, New York, and I will see you all in this life or the next one. Have a good one, guys. Yes.